0: Hi everybody, it's Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. What enables higher performers to break through to the next level? Henna Pryor, an award-winning keynote speaker and workplace performance expert, reveals unorthodox insights on the downside of past accomplishments. Henna shares why the very qualities that led to your success can end up limiting you and holding you back from that next level in your career. Discover why you need to identify and remove hidden frictions hampering performance. Hannah brings a wealth of experience coaching top performers at companies like Google and Johnson & Johnson. Her counterintuitive tactics will shake up your mindset on achievement. So let's get right to it. Let's lean in and learn from the best. Now, you believe that the very qualities that can lead to high performance, that can lead to your success, can actually be the same things that end up potentially holding you back. That was rattling around in my brain, and I had to understand this. Help me understand this more, and how can we avoid this pitfall?
1: Yeah, this is my favorite thing to explore, especially when I'm in you know coaching sessions with clients, is as you continue along in your career, as you progress It becomes increasingly the case that your strengths, the thing that got, the thing that made you kind of successful in the past, the thing that got you to where you are, in excess can become your weakness, right? Every gift has a shadow side. So for example, early career, those who said yes to everything were the ones that found themselves lucky, right? They found themselves in opportunity. They created circumstances where they were able to try more things, take on new projects. As you get further along in your career, The muscle to build is no longer saying yes to everything. The muscle to build is starting to say no, right? So what got you here won't get you there, as Marshall Goldsmith said. There's other things for me, you know, one of my pride points is that once I've decided that I'm gonna do something, I will stop at nothing to accomplish it. That to most people sounds like a good thing. That's a gift, that's a plus, right? Until I become so stubbornly committed to something that really was not serving me and should have been abandoned in favor of something else a long time ago, right? That resolute determination stops serving me. And so often as we progress, we start to see all these contrasts, these paradoxes of what made you so successful now is the thing that needs to be reevaluated as you decide what your next level of success is going to look like. Otherwise, what ends up happening is we try to straddle both worlds and suddenly we're collapsing into bed at the end of the night wondering, well, I'm doing all of this and I'm trying to do all of this. How come I'm so exhausted? Right. Because the rule book needs to change.
0: Yeah, that's really, really astute observation. You know, Annie Duke.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the poker. The, yeah, poker yeah. player,
0: decision-making expert. Um, she just she was on our show and she did a three-part series on quitting and how quitting is a skill.
1: Yes. Gritting versus quitting, right?
0: Yes. And how that's a bad idea to just keep pushing forward. And there's times in my life where I'm like, yeah like being resolute is a good thing but it's also like led you to destruction so that's another part of building awareness and really being able to sometimes divorce yourself from the situation can i pull back and actually look is this heading in the right direction and then following your gut and saying we're gonna stop and she actually says don't say pivot just say i'm quitting
1: stop right
0: move yeah we're gonna move in another direction Hey there, I wanna pause for just a brief moment. You see, I've got a tiny confession and a short question. Are you one of those awesome folks reading my Friday newsletters? If not, I've gotta tell you, you're missing out. Imagine this, it's Friday afternoon and you're just winding down for the weekend. You receive a short digestible nugget of wisdom aimed to supercharge your mind, re-energize your body and boost your recovery. We're talking actionable tips you can start using right then and there in just less than 10 minutes. And trust me, I'm not sending generic advice. I'm also including hand-picked links to tools and the latest research that has genuinely impacted my life. Think of it as a mini treasure trove of insights delivered straight to your inbox. Now, if you're nodding along thinking, hey, that sounds right up my alley, I've got some good news. Subscribing is a breeze. Just click the link in the show notes, fill out the simple form, and voila. Every Friday, you'll get a dose of knowledge and inspiration right to your inbox. Join our community and let's make our lives healthier one newsletter at a time. What other things are holding us back? What other things do you see that elite performers are doing that got them there that hold them back?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, there's a a thousand angles that we can take on this, but I'll try to name some of the, the less popular, you know, awkwardness is one for sure. I think one of the other areas that I, one of my second keynote that I give a lot is around I refer to them as frictions, right? Oftentimes as top performers, we get really hung up on the various types of fuel. So how can I, you know, be more effective in my job by being, you know, more persuasive or a stronger leader, or let me add these skills or let me, you know, uh, bring this data to the meeting, right? We get very focused on a fuel-based mindset, which is what can we add? I think one of the things that most people don't give nearly enough airtime or reflection time to is... What frictions are standing in the way? So if you wanted to use a metaphor, you know, rather than tugging on the hot air balloon and just filling up the fire and the, the fuel, what sandbags are still on the bottom? And so oftentimes this is the type of thing where in cultures right now, you know, was just the great resignation, quiet quitting is still still part of the current conversation. And you see leaders saying, well, you know, we're adding casual Fridays and we're letting people work from home and we added this free mental health benefit to our benefits. And then you come to find out that they're still tolerating a whole world of stuff from a very toxic leader that is you know, really the main issue. And so I think from a team standpoint and from an individual standpoint, I would love to see much more attention. And I, I'm real passionate about this in, in talks and facilitation is what are the sandbags on the hot air balloon? What is holding us back from being more effective in the fuel? Because otherwise that fuel is all expended energy that is not actually having a shot in hell at being effective. When there are all these other kind of muddy points in the way, how do we remove those?
0: This is really good stuff. Because when I was a coach, we would always talk about leaning into an athlete's strengths. Mm -hmm. So instead of always like trying to find the weakness and fix the weakness, that could also, I could like really screw up an athlete because sometimes they have these very weird idiosyncrasies that actually make, like, I worked with a sprinter who had some very awkward top-end sprinting mechanics, but she was an Olympic gold medalist. So, like, are we going to change that? No, but we would, like, lean into the things that she was great at and slowly focus on. But I think – have you read Arthur Brooks' new book, Strength to Strength?
1: No, not the new one. Mm -mm.
0: It's phenomenal. He talks about, like, why when you kind of hit, like, your mid to late 40s, early 50s, when you're younger, we have a capacity to just grind, like, just – grind and go, 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 go. And then as we get older, you know, we have a kind of begin to have a slow diminishing capacity for creating new ideas and innovation. But we have wisdom. And it, there's kind of this shift that goes from being the doer to the teacher. And I think that sometimes, especially at entrepreneurs or folks in business, they did, 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 did. did and maybe that's what's holding back the team. That could be the friction. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. And, I, and I'll add to this. I think, you know, what you're pointing to is exactly right. And I think the layer that I point to a lot in my talks is sometimes the most powerful stuff is the the less obvious friction. So, uh, you know, rather than just being in problem solving mode, what I try to teach teams is to go into problem finding mode. So let me give you a real concrete example, right? Uh, a simple friction in your swim example is, you know, shave the hair off your legs, right? That's a friction. It's going to make you a little <laughs> yeah. bit faster. Now, in the workplace, what is a less obvious friction? Okay, so an obvious friction is the toxic leader that's making people quit. That's an obvious one. What's a less obvious friction? So I just was recently working with a pharmaceutical company who uh, recently put onto their sales reps a fleet of electric cars. And there was some friction there. People were not used to driving electric cars. They were worried about charging and all this, right? So those are the surface frictions we can all name those pretty quickly but after we did a little bit of digging and excavating what we came to find out was quite a few of the sales reps were mothers and single mothers and what leaders were saying is hey when you're charging at the electric stop just do your notes your administrative on your computer Mm. and what they were thinking was sometimes when i'm charging in these electric vehicle charging locations they're not in great neighborhoods and as a woman i can't have my head down working on my computer I need to be looking around out my window, right? I need to be aware of my surroundings. So this was an example of an undiscovered friction, sort of problem finding that was at the heart of their performance, of their career satisfaction, of whether they would be happy long-term in this organization. And so a lot of the work that I think we have opportunities to do as modern leaders and, you know, a a lot of uh, culture improvement has to do with, you know, stop playing it safe at the, the surface level frictions. How do we go a couple layers deeper and start discovering those unspoken problems? That's where the magic lives. That's where performance gets unlocked at an entirely new level.
0: Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. And I just want to take a moment and really thank you from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate the encouragement, the questions, the comments, the pushback sometimes. It means the world to me. If there's any way I can serve you, please let me know. Reach out, Eric at ericcorum.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.